Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. This is about something that lights your fire when nothing else will. This is the Mark Devine Show. This show, we're going to discover and dive in and discuss what makes the world's most inspirational, compassionate, and resilient leaders so courageous. Transform the nature and functioning of our own brain for the better. Go put your virtues in action. Be the best version of yourself. Life is a practice. Day by day, and get wiser and stronger and grow. How do you understand enough about your own mind and psychology and emotions and how you develop a reflective awareness practice to actually get in the driver's seat of your own mind? We go in-depth with people from all walks of life. Martial arts grandmasters, meditative monks, CEOs, military leaders, stoic philosophers, proud survivors, and more. Every episode turns our guest experience into actionable insights that you can learn from and lead a life filled with compassion and courage. I started putting all these little tools in my pocket, started to reflect a lot and meditate. There has to be a balance between movement and rest. But it all starts with us. We cultivate these qualities in ourselves. We become a beacon of life for others in the world. Please join us on the journey. The Mark Divine Show. Hoo-yah. Today's episode brought to you by J.B. Weld. Available, by the way, at jbweld.com. Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advance Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And proudly made in the USA. Now, uh, Ken Twaits is going to join us. He's the uh, Showtime Motorsports owner. So he owns the team that's I'm going to run in TA1 down at Laguna Seca coming up. Yeah. Good next guy. Week. Good dude. Fun dude. He's going to be in one of the cars. I'll be in one of the You're going to be cars. racing the guy that owns the team that's going to be part of the, part of the excitement. So we can all, if you guys, uh, you know, want to know anything about those TA1 cars, you're going to, you're going to get a real tutorial. All right. What do you got? Uh, Meguiar's, you know, car waxes have come a long way. And over the last few years, Meguiar's has launched the next generation of protective products specifically geared toward DIYers. They have their hybrid ceramic line of products. They have the hybrid ceramic spray wax, the ceramic liquid wax, the hybrid ceramic spray detailer, the hybrid ceramic wash and wax, and the hybrid wash mitt. And for 2022, Meguiar's has introduced some new products that are hybrid ceramic pre-wax prep it helps revive the paint really easily, removes swirls and other minor defects, and the Hybrid Ceramic Trim Restorer restores darkness and shine to exterior trim. So now, Meguiar's, they have a hybrid ceramic solution for everyone. For incredible water beating and protection and durability beyond traditional wax, it's ceramic made easy. It's Meguiar's. <laughs> Get it on, got to get on the choice big gentleman to get it on. And welcome to CarCast, I'm Adam Peralta, Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, over there. Lots to get into today. Yeah. We uh, have a Long Beach Grand Prix roundup. We have uh, Ken, and I'm trying to think of Th- Thwaites. Thwaites? Yeah. Yeah. He's an unusual spelling of his last name, but I think we got uh, Thwaites right. So he's the team owner. Yeah. For the uh, Trans Am car I'm going to be driving, uh, that's coming up uh, on the 20th or the weekend of the 20th or 21st or whatever the hell it is, but it's coming. So we'll uh, get in all the nuts and bolts with him and that car and everything else. First, there's a uh, Long Beach Grand Prix. Interesting. Uh, I'm always interested in this part of life, Matt. <laughs> I said uh, when I got back 
in the studio for ACS, I said to uh, Nate, send over the um, GoPro of uh, the last lap uh, I did over there driving the NSX. Yeah. And the reason I said the last laps is the first couple of laps, I was kind of feeling it out. And then by the uh, last lap, we got up to speed. So I thought, oh, that'll be a better lap to show. And um, so he uh, said, well, the GoPro wasn't working, which uh, the, the go forward GoPro wasn't working. Okay. Uh, always, uh, <clears throat> it's always an interesting thing to me. So yeah, the battery was bad. And it's like, all right, I feel like that happens too much, but okay, the battery was bad. So I said, uh, do you have other other GoPro working, like the one facing us? And he said, yeah, that one's working. I said, all right, we'll send over that lap. Now, here's the part of life I'm interested in. <laughs> he sent over a middle, like, slower lap. Now, I didn't say, again, send the last lap with the funny chick in it. But um, and maybe there was a reason I don't know. But the point is, is I didn't. We didn't get the last one. We got somewhere in the middle. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course, because you asked him for the last lap the first time, but he said that camera wasn't working. And you said send over what you have. Now the way I work <laughs> is I roll that last lap thought into the yeah. Send over a different camera and still, of course, you meant last lap, right? I did. Yeah, yeah, but also <laughs> see. <laughs> This is what comes up all the time is not that you asked for that and it was confusing to them. It was you've done this thing 50 times, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Where do you go, I want the last lap or I want the fourth lap or I want the whatever lap. Some excuse comes in and then the second round is I still didn't get the lap that I asked for. I was like – and then you go back to Nate at some point and go, Nate, I wanted the last lap. Right. That's right. How but it works. this conversation has this isn't happening for the first time. No, it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the So maybe it's on me. No, it's a, I don't know. Uh anyway, it was fun going around the track in the NSX and must have put 15 people in and out of that car. I mean, uh, go do a hot lap and then come back into the pit and they put someone else in the car and then uh, And they had six of the NSXs out there and I think two uh, other cars, the TLX is out there, so they were doing a lot of laps. Yeah. A lot of ride-alongs. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that car scooted around that track quite nicely. And then Mario Andretti was doing ride-alongs in the tandem car. Yes. How old is Mario? Is 80? He's Mario's got to be 80, Mario uh, He's got to be 80, and he was kicking ass on that track. I, I mean, I can't say for sure like what his plan is, but... He's hauling ass. Like, yes. I don't want to say he's holding back or whatever. I'm sure there's some limitations of that car mm-hmm. that's not, you know, full tilt, mm-hmm. you know, IndyCar. He's but 82. He's 82. Jesus Christ. Also, <laughs> uh, so who won? Did Was that uh, Joseph Newgarden? Yeah. So Newgarden won. There was a little bit of drama, uh, but overall a, a, a good race. Uh, I think there was four yellows, um, and unfortunately, I think the last lap was under yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was interesting, you know, certainly interesting to see. I think uh, uh, I think Pseudo uh, knocked out Simon Pagano, mm-hmm. and uh, so he was he had some comments about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he, had, he had some comments about that. Um, but it was it was a good run. Um, our, you know, we talked to to Bobby Ray Hall. We were there. We talked to Graham Ray Hall. Graham came in seventh uh, overall. He did very well. Uh, some of the guys I spoke to last week as well, like Pato Award, uh, you know, he did he did well. He came in fifth, and I forgot where Felix came in. I think. Um, well, Elio Castroneves came in ninth. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, Graham came in seventh. Uh, Rossi Alexander Rossi came in eighth. It was fun. It was a good day. The weather was beautiful. It was it was cool, nice. You know, I, perfect. Perfect weather out there. I, grandstands were full from what we saw. Right. right? Like just full. Mm-hmm. Right. So no no shortage of attendance. You know, that that event is back. Yeah. No, I uh, I, I concur. It was uh, fun getting out on the track. And, you know, I've never been on that track in a car with more than 200 horsepower per se. You know, maybe the Scions, you know, maybe the – with the exhaust and whatever the cone air filter, I don't know. Maybe they got two hundred and four horsepower out of them or something. <laughs> a ton of fun, but you know, five hundred and something horsepower in the NSX combined, you know, rear with the three yeah, motors. Yeah, like five seventy five or something. Yeah, like the that. car, the car scooted, uh, scooted around the track and had a good time. It's got to be a fun car to drive. Like you know, I've I've driven it on the street, uh, but being able to. To get it out on the track, and I know it's kind of a follow leader, but the main instructor guy that was at the front of the group, that guy was like leaving the pit at at almost just hammering down. I don't think he was using launch control. And then when he was coming in, he was coming in hot and then getting on the brakes hard yeah. and, and kind of slowing it down. It was a little tougher for the others in the line to launch as hard as he was, but it it seemed like. Uh, it was a lot of fun out there, and everyone's reactions from getting out of the cars for doing the ride-alongs. People seem to have a good time. Yeah, they they did. Uh, everything went you know pretty smoothly. Uh, definitely kept it off the wall. Uh, <laughs> Always good. It was kind of fun starting from a stop, letting the guy in front of you get a little space, you know, and then just nailing it down all the way down shoreline, getting into uh, the first turn. And uh, they would get up, get up at the end of like one thirty nine, I think, uh, from yeah. a standing start, already down shoreline, you know, several hundred yards. So it was a pretty, you know, if you'd got a run at shoreline coming off the hairpin, it, you know, if Dara Torres didn't try to t-bone you, <laughs> if you just got, if you got out of that hairpin pretty clean and got yeah. a run at it, I think you'd be doing. 155 160 at the end of that at the end of that straight yeah and they only let you do one lap at a time then you come in so you don't even get to do one full lap you gotta haul ass and then bring it in get the next passenger haul ass for like almost a lap you know and then bring it in but if they were doing ride-alongs with two laps per person then everybody would get like a little bit more right you know get a little bit more out of it let me tell you, I, I, I know you had to leave a little bit. Uh, I think right around when the IndyCar race ended, or just before. Mm-hmm. I think I think you saw the end, right? Did you say for the yeah? Just missed the end. Just missed the end. And then they took a break and they set up the track for the stadium super trucks. Oh and, my god! Oh my god! The crowd was going nuts. What an event! 
Uh, there was a uh, this guy. Uh, he goes by the name Cletus McFarlane. It's not his real name, but he's a YouTuber. I think he runs the drag racing website, the thirteen twenty thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, very charismatic guy. Uh, they were out there in the super trucks at first, just just getting out there, just for having fun. Going, hey, we're gonna run the super truck. They're riding on two wheels, getting staged and everything. Uh, and it was just. It was just clash of the titans as far as the race that was going out there. And this guy, Cletus, was in the lead for a lot of the race. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the front of his truck is smashed and the f- fender's hanging off. And I, th- I just think this thing is, like, slowly chipping away, like losing part of the steering. And, uh, and Robbie Gordon is just, you know, the last, like, two laps is second place. And he basically invented the category, right? Uh-huh. And he's just pushing this guy and pushing this guy. And they're battling it out. And pieces are flying off the trucks. And it's, it's just carnage. It's just carnage. And, and then as they fly through the air over the grandstands, the crowd's going nuts. They don't land perfectly straight. You mm-hmm. see them kind of nosedive. And uh, where we were sitting in the suites, there's there's the two jumps. They all fly in front of us. And then... I don't know. Three hundred feet ahead is the finish line, mm-hmm. and this uh, and Cletus McFarland just hits the jump, and Robbie Gordon's like almost pushing him in the air, just like bumper mm-hmm. to bumper in the air. Cletus lands, tweaks a front wheel, spins, hits the wall, probably from here to your front gate, maybe a hundred feet from the finish line, hits the wall. Robbie Gordon wins. Everybody passes him. Wow. <laughs> he was right there. He was right there, and he was so excited. He got out of the truck, got up on the roof, and you could see, like, he was, like, had his, you know, his his head in his hands, but then he got jacked, and he got out of the truck, and then he ran to the finish line and just went, like, full collapse on the finish line and wow. started kicking. It was like, it was, it was fun. It was super entertaining. How many laps did they do? I think it was 10 or 11 laps. I think yeah. 11 laps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just, it was, it was exciting. I mean, the, the announcers going nuts are like, oh, look at this move. Look at this move. And as they try to get around the fountain, and they're running into shit. Oh, and, my God. And even with all that, you know, banging each other around, Robbie Gore was like, that was a good clean race. I was like, because there was some amount of carnage you expected those things. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the crowd was on their feet. Everyone was on their feet. And and as they're flying through the air, it goes nuts. It's just – it's a stunt show. It's like it's yeah. the coolest thing of like – it's it's I, – I mean, you're taking like a high-speed multi-truck version of like Monster Jam, right? Like right. they're just doing like stunts and stuff in the air. And I, I'm sure you get like different points for hitting the jump or going around the jump. But really, it's just about who crosses the finish line. Yeah. And he was so close, so close there. Like if it was just pointed straight and falling apart, he probably just would have been blocking enough that Robbie Gordon wouldn't have got past him, but mm-hmm. he just right into the wall. Did the suspension break? And I, at that point, because when they did the interview with him, he's like, it was everything I could do to hold this thing together. I think he said that, um, I don't know if it has power steering, he said something with the steering was screwed up and, and belts were coming off and... Uh, I think there was like battery was dying because there was no belt on the alternator. Like it was just falling apart at that point. He was like, but it was so close. And Robbie Gordon was pushing him at that point. Robbie had the faster truck. Like you mm-hmm. could see him hit the bumper and push. Mm-hmm. Also, he was his experience. Gordon is he knows how to get those turns quicker, mm-hmm. right? So 
you know, when the slow guy's in front of you and kind of miss the turn a little bit, mm-hmm. you can't get around him, but now you're faster. So you're pushing him out of the way because you got out of that turn faster. So it was it was exciting to see. I mean, the IndyCar is fantastic, but those guys don't want to touch each other. It's open right. wheel. It's dangerous. Cars are expensive. Mm-hmm. The trucks are a little bit like that's kind of what you have to do. To get around somebody, you kind of have to squeeze. You have to shoulder bump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very exciting. I, do they do that at all the indie events now? I, I don't know that they do, but they do it at another event. I, I, I think we were talking to uh, – I know we've got Ken on uh, from Trans Am. I think one of the Trans Am races, they, they have the How much air Super do truck. those trucks get? I got video. They're, they're just – I know they get a ton of air. So when we're sitting in the, in the suite, right, we're on the second level of the suite, mm-hmm. and in front of us is – the the chain link fence. Mm-hmm. They're going above the fence, mm. right? Mm. So three stories ish, thirty feet. Wow, it's got to be right because if you're whatever, it's ten foot. Well, thirty. Uh, look, I mean, I will say this: nineteen feet of air is is huge. You know, what I mean, three stories, thirty feet. It's probably not a three story building. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. At if, Twenty if you, to if thirty, got, if, like if you've got twenty feet under you, that is massive air, and it's high speed. And you see the distance they're going. It's just not just the height, but they're like they're they're in the air the the length of our suite, like whatever. Right. Like we were in suite seven, like from you know from two to nine, they're in the air. Right, <laughs> you know, like just. Fly through it's 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 really fun to see. This it is, is what we always talk about the Grand Prix of Long Beach. Such a great event to go. Yeah, to. the vintage race was cool. Uh, Patrick Long, our friend, yeah, uh, won it. Martin. I think in a nine sixty two. Martin Lauber was out there in his uh, nine thirty five, which I swear, when I was reading the screen, said he was in a Jag for yeah. some reason. And I, the head of McLaren wins second, right? Zach Zach uh, Brown. I I want to say Zach Brown. Yeah, I, 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 and it is Zach Brown. Zach but th- there's a band. There's yeah, a there's Zach- a ba- yeah, but Zach Brown's like the CEO of McLaren. Yes, <laughs> and uh, he comes in second. That guy's keeping it real. I mean, between um, Farley over at Ford and, and Brown over at McLaren, I mean, those are car guys. Man, yeah. they're out there flogging those cars, doing the vintage stuff. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Both both good dudes and love seeing them on the track. Uh, now I kind of feel like there's too much pressure on Patrick Long to like because you kind of expect him to win, mm-hmm. you know. And it, I mean he does, so that's good. Right. But but you know if he didn't, do you think he's like, oh man, I should have won? Or is he like, ah, it's fun times, vintage cars, it's all it's all good. <laughs> I think I think people look at him as who he is, which is a a pro who who who's probably going to. If he hasn't already, I think he, he's definitely going to get the record for most seat time in a Porsche in, a, in events. You know, in it certainly seems that way. Races. I I remember hearing. I don't know. I, I don't know. Derek Bell. I don't know who's got the whatever the the record, but um, but I think he will have covered. You know. 80,000 race miles or something before he, and, he's going to crush that record. And probably more cars, like different cars than yes. anybody I, I've seen. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's just at every event driving everything. When he's up at Monterey, he's in, I don't know, three, four, five cars. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's incredible. And the nicest guy 
in the world. And he's fast in everything. Oh, yeah. Just anything you put him in, he is fast. Uh, Just really good. All right. Let me hit JB Weld here. World's strongest bond. It's the brand DIYers and pros have trusted for over 50 years. Their epoxies are great. Super glues are great. Putty sticks are great. Wraps for projects, uh, big and small, and uh, practically any surface, metal, wood, plastic, glass, ceramics, you name it. JB Weld's got a product to put it together. Keep it in your kitchen drawer or put it in your toolbox or keep it down in the garage. I, I have it everywhere. I have it all my shops, my garage. I use this stuff all the time. Also, they're the proud own, owner of Herculiner, the original DIY truck bed liner. If you're looking for the world's strongest truck bed liner, Herculiner has you covered. And it's available at jbweld.com. Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advance Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And, of course, J.B. Weld is proudly made in the U.S. of A. All right. What else you got? Did you drive a Cadillac out here? I did. I, I drove the uh, the CT5 Blackwing. Um, we're doing some stuff with, uh, with Cadillac. But, uh, I mean – how about that Escalade for the road trip to Palm Springs? Right? Oh, that I mean, was beautiful. I, I, I'm impressed with that thing. And I know there's probably – where are we? Like We're like a Lincoln Navigator, Range Rover, and Escalade seem to be taking the the top marks as far as the large and extra large uh, luxury SUVs. I know – you know, I know Mercedes has a big one, a couple of the others, but these seem to be the ones that are getting the most attention. Uh, you know, it's a V8 600 – sorry, Z8, V8 with 420 horsepower, the air suspension, you know, it, massage seats, heated and cooled. That dash is fantastic. It just has this uh, digital dash that is kind of broken into three segments but spans almost, I don't know, three-quarters of the dash uh, lengthwise, about 38 inches long all the way across, and and worked well. Everything seemed to really, really – work well and it was quick and it was comfortable and uh all the other dudes that drive like black ubers and and those car services they give you a thumbs up they think you're one of them mm. <laughs> when you're in the when you're in the really dark color ours wasn't exactly black it had the black trim and stuff oh, but it was like it? a dark gray metallic or kind of a dark blue gray metallic it's actually a really good color on that mm-hmm. um because the blacked out grill and trim doesn't blend it, you know, like it makes it stand out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I did notice, especially going through through town, you, you out here we've got the little sticker, whatever the TCP something sticker, whatever the for sticker the diamond is. line. No, 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 the little sticker that shows that you're a driver for hire. Oh, you yeah, know, right. And uh, I see the other Escalades pass me. And the guy gives a thumbs up, like, yeah, I'll let you in at the parking here because you're one of us. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not, but thanks. It's a lot of truck, and <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. And, uh, you know, what can I say? Like, uh, America is really back in a big way when it comes to automobiles now. I mean, like I said a million times, when I got out of high school in 1982, not that I could afford any vehicle, um, there was no American car I would have bought, mm-hmm. literally. I mean, there, there's always the Ford F-150. Right. But there was no Corvette, and there was no thing, the Pontiac offering, and Camaro, and everything was a was a shit show. 
I yeah, mean, I just wouldn't yeah. have. I would have. Yeah, you know, I would have got a Scirocco or Jetta or something, something like that, or you know, BMW 320i or whatever. There were there was some decent stuff out there. Like I said, I couldn't afford any of it, but it was decent. But there was nothing America made. Yeah, that you okay. would drive, and there was yeah. no, the interiors were all shit. Uh, is Ken uh, Ken ready? So says all right. Uh, yeah, let's Chris. Bring him on, Ken. Ken Thwaites, am I getting Thwaites right, Ken? Thwaites, HSI. Ah, I had a feeling. <laughs> like like Thompson. Come on, man. Yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> right. I had a feeling. That's why I asked. Good to see you. Good to speak to you, Ken. Yeah, good to meet you. Uh, can't wait to have you out to uh, Laguna Seca and get in our car. I got to tell you, uh, it has been, I've been treating that like, like poor kids treat Christmas, you know, they circle it on the calendar. <laughs> Everything in their life is horrible, but they're just looking at that one shining yeah. star. Yeah. Up this on is going to be my day. This is my year. <laughs> you know, and, and it's great. I do the same thing, only I get to do it 12 times a year. So, you know, I, I'm, we're running the whole schedule this year. And so, I mean, it's what was Steve McQueen's uh, big famous line? Racing is everything. Everything else is just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Showtime Motorsports, by the way, is the uh, name of the team and the sponsors, Franklin Road Apparel. Um, so what is the schedule for you guys? When does the, where do you guys leave from? And then where does the circus, when does the circus come to town? We're, uh, the race team is actually based in uh, Denver, North Carolina, which is Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Uh, and those guys, uh, I got one rig tag teaming because, uh, two of my drivers drive in the NASCAR series. They drive trucks for Rick Hendrick and they'll hop in our rig after Bristol, you know, the big, you know, dirt race they have coming up and get in our rigs and drive across the country Monday to be there Wednesday uh, mm -hmm. for our load in. So the second rig will be leave a little sooner. One driver, and that has all that has your car and my car in it, so you better not fall asleep at the wheel. <laughs> so you'll get there, you'll start unpacking, you know, put the canopy out, you know, the the normal stuff that we're all used to. Uh, get the cars out. Um, what do they do for the car? It, it's all prepped at the shop. I'm um, I'm guessing, and then when they roll it out. It's ready to go, but you might dial it in after some practice or something like that. Is that correct? Yeah, I was at the shop yesterday. Uh, I had to take, I took my driver's bag over there just so I don't have to deal with it on the airlines. And I wanted to talk to everybody and make sure the cars are prepped and, and ready to go or actually on schedule. Your car actually has the, the, co the cover on it in the shop. It's done. It's ready to go. Mine, uh, they... I, I crashed at uh, Charlotte a couple weeks ago uh, and and broke the nose up. And uh, so they had to put a new nose on it. So that's almost done. We actually, it's a four-car team. We run two TA2 cars, which are the smaller, the smaller car, but extremely competitive class. And then the TA, we have two TA cars, but that you and I will run. What uh, is that? What are you running in TA2? Um. I have two Camaros in that series. Uh, Cameron Lawrence is uh, one of the drivers. He's won the championship twice. Uh, he's currently second in points. He's also our driver coach, which is an added bonus. The kid's really talented and good. And, uh, you know, we really want to 
put you like red carpet treatment is kind of the wrong term. Well, we want to have you go through the whole program. Like, you know, we have data acquisition, we review data. So we overlay data like my lap versus your lap. And you, you can really see uh, corner to corner what everybody's doing and how to improve and, and that type of thing. Oh, yeah. I'm very interested in that. We, we don't do that with the 510B sedan group. <laughs> I normally run I, I don't think it was an option. <laughs> no. Uh, is, um, so the TA2 cars uh, are Camaros, but they're not full tube frame, or how, how does it work? No, they're, they're full tube frame. They're like a, a late model, uh, but they're, it's a very identical class. You have Chargers, Mustangs, Camaros. Camaro bodied cars. And then you have three different manufacturers of chassis, a how, a cope, which we have, and then uh uh Scott Legacy's group builds a chassis as well. So, but they're all very limited as to what you can do as far as modifications go. Wink, wink, nudge, mm-hmm. nudge. <laughs> and uh it, the racing is extremely close. And and you know, and they're not shy about punt punning people or, you know, uh, rubbing is racing type of thing. It's very, very close and very, uh, very tough racing. It's a great uh, feeder series for guys coming up through the ranks. We have even 15 year olds driving in a class and they're really, really fast. Well, so why is the, the TA, what makes the TA2 car a TA2 I mean, car? Is it a, like a horsepower limitation and tire size? Yes. Yeah, everybody runs the same Pirelli tire. Uh, they all have uh, uh, now the the engine of choice is called a choice engine, and it's a basically an LS3 uh, stock LS3 engine with a few modifications. And there's a few engine builders that are allowed to build these engines, and then they're restricted. The air is restricted as well, so you know you can you can try and and modify the engines to make more power, but you're still limited to the amount of air going into the engine and, and that's horsepower. So, so the, they're very close. So the TA two is running less horsepower and, but the same tires. No, not the same tire as us. But, I see. Uh, they're all, they're all the on same. the same tire, but they're on a smaller yeah. tire. Where, where does yeah. that engine come in about 400, 450? Uh, well, I think they're making about 520 now. Okay. Everybody's got 520, which, you know, a few years ago, you go, oh, my gosh. You know, that's that's a ton of horsepower. And it, and the cars are very quick. A, a TA2 car is quicker than a NASCAR Cup car around Road America, for example. They're, uh, they're very fast. How big's the field? How many TA1 cars do you think will be out there? Uh, TA one cars, uh, right now there's, uh, eight to 10 cars signed mm-hmm. up TA two. There's 49 cars entered. Wow. That's yeah. A, will the TA one cars come up and lap some of the TA two cars theoretically? Well, now the TA two cars are, they're running a separate race. Oh, so they'll oh they're yeah. okay. All right. So we got, we have our own race and we'll be with the, uh, X GT class which there's a Porsche GT3R entered, a Ferrari uh, is entered. Uh, and then there's SGT, which is Mustangs and uh, slower classes. So overall, we'll have about 30 cars in our, our race on Saturday. So probably come up on some of those cars uh, oh, you know, yeah. 20, 
15 laps in or nine laps or whatever the hell, whatever hell it is. You'll see the same car about five times. Oh, God willing. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, official particular stuff like like moving the seat around for instance like i'm six two can you get one of the guys at the shop that's six two and put him in the car and kind of go this seems about right or they're on sliders or are they bolted no this is bolted in um i'm six one and i raced that car two weeks ago in oh, okay. atlanta all right so we'll be pretty we're pretty close okay i, I, I mean we could take padding out and that type of thing, but I think you're gonna and you're gonna be pretty close. And uh, then the the big question, the uh, radio. Always trying to figure out how this uh, radio works. Uh, yes. How does the radio work? Well, there's a Motorola radio in the car, and uh, and there's several different jacks that we can use that plug into your helmet. Um, I know that I sent a video to you guys about what I use in the different plug. It's a, actually an IMSA plug compared to a NASCAR plug, which is a lot longer. So, but, you know, we have a radio company there on site that can do whatever we need to do to make, make it work. So I wouldn't worry about it. They'll, they'll do whatever it takes. Does, uh, and you, you can't really hear or talk when you're on the throttle. Is that correct? Um, I know I try, but <laughs> sometimes they sometimes they hear me, sometimes they can't. But for the most part, yeah, you can hear pretty good. Um, the cars when I first started driving these uh, last year, you know, I, I I'm used to driving an Audi R8, you know, uh, GT3 car, engine in the back, and it's nice and quiet. You know, right. I didn't have earplugs or anything. Then I hopped into one of these cars, and oh my gosh, I think I I lost. Uh, 50% of my hearing after that one practice session in that car. So, uh, but, you know, with the right kind of earplug and that type of thing, you know, you can hear everybody talk and, uh, you know. So they'll be available at the track is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Yep. So we're not going to worry about the radio. So we're not uh, going to bring earplug earbuds or radio, you know, like we can, he can get that at the track. Yeah, I mean, I, if you've got earbuds that fit that you like, mm-hmm. and you've got the cord that plugs into your helmet, you know, that's uh, bring those. Well, um, I'm trying but, to think. You know, I I could I have like just some molded earphones just for listening to to music. I have the nice fitted molded. Yeah. Kind, but I don't know, you know, it would just come out of the bottom of the helmet, obviously, and then plug into something. I don't know what. Yeah, so we'd have to, any of the helmets that you have aren't set up for radio because it doesn't really use it in the vintage racing. So whatever earbuds or earplugs or whatever that you use, we're going to have to maybe just like at the track kind of tape it together, you know, put them in your ears or, or tape something or figure out the, you know, or even tape it to the to the uniform and then kind of figure out how to get it plugged in. But there's not like the helmet attachment. Like you're right. saying, like you pull the plug, pop your helmet off. He doesn't have that. Okay. There's no plug into the helmet that you have. No, no. Okay. Well, they have, uh, you know, they can put the mic in your helmet, you know, so you can talk and, and then they'll have a plug that, you know, they, they, they will come out the bottom of your helmet that we can plug into mm-hmm. and and then they'll have an earplug attachment you know they have like 
the like the little foamy ear insert with mm-hmm. a microphone mm-hmm. that you know you can then plug in. So, or maybe we'll see about getting one. I mean, it couldn't hurt. I mean, you would just put it in a helmet, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll I, figure. I we'll figure this out. Um, as long as we know that there are some options at the track that yes, if all of our solutions is. don't work. <laughs> what? There is. Bring, bring as much stuff as you can. That's man. what we were saying. They, bring whatever we, you know, bring whatever you have I so work. we can swap out a couple different options. What, yeah. uh, what about tire wear? The last time I did one of these races, it was, it was quite uh, uh, eventful. <laughs> I could really feel those tires going turning into something completely different than uh, what they were at the start of the race. Yeah. You know, I, I saw the pat- podcast that you had with Chris Dyson uh, a couple weeks ago, and you mentioned about, you know, you, t- you take off on like a warm-up lap, and before you know it, you're spinning off. We have all done it. Believe me. <laughs> Good. We have all done it. You're, you know, it's not – those tires are cold, man. They have zero grip. You just – you really got to light the tires up when you're in a straight line and got plenty of room, just light them up two or three times, half throttle, you know, and then you'll feel the grip come in. And then you, at least, you know, the back of the car is planted on the track and right. then you can work on scrubbing in the front tires. But the, this new tire that we're running this year is quite a bit softer than what you ran. So, um, and you will experience, you know, at the beginning of the race, they're, they're wonderful. Towards the end of the race, they're gone. You know, they're they're it's sort of like a Formula One car. You know, when that tire is gone, man, they fall off a cliff. They're, these aren't that bad, but you know, towards the end of the race, you know, the lap times will drop, and and you'll need a little bit of car control. Do they expect a crowd out there? I know there's a lot of TA racing. I know there's going to be a decent sized vintage event there as well. I yeah. believe. Um, I, you know, toyed with the notion of bringing a, a vintage car for the weekend, but I thought, oh, I better just stay focused on TA. But um, do, are they selling tickets? Do they expect a, a group of uh, enthusiasts out there? Yeah, they're selling tickets. Um, even last year, you know, with COVID still in full effect and all that, they had a really good crowd out there. So I would imagine, you know, like the corkscrew was packed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the side of the hill was, there was a lot of people there. So I would imagine it, it'll be double than it was last year. So there should be quite a few people there. How does uh, arrow and downforce uh, play into that track? Cause I'm, I keep trying to kind of picture some of the turns. Some of them are a little faster than, than others, but um you know, at the end of the straightaway, the Andretti hairpin at the end. I don't mm-hmm. feel like there's going to be any arrow going on no. there. I don't think there's no. going to be any arrow going on at the front of the straightaway. I don't think there's going to be any downforce even for the corkscrew. But no. there's probably a couple corners there where the arrow will play a factor. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, turn six, the final corner that leads up the hill towards the corkscrew. Yeah. You know, that's uh, 90, 95 mile an hour there. Um, if you miss it, you end up in Salinas. Yeah. So <laughs> Some you don't want to screw that up. <laughs> well, you know, they did finally, I don't know, finally, but they did give you about three foot of concrete to hang a tire. It used to just be 
second you hung one tire off of that track, you were it was in the dirt, and then you know then trouble ensued. They they added a little rumble runoff, I think, at the at that maybe about two three mm-hmm. years ago, but. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty fast. Um, the turn turn five before that's probably a, a quickish corner yeah. where you will get some downforce. I think turn ten, you know, the right hander that leads to the hairpin is that's a pretty quick corner, and, mm-hmm. and the arrow really comes in. What is amazing about you mentioned tire wear, you really feel it in the low speed corners, second gear uh, corners. But as the speeds increase, a third to fourth gear, fifth gear corner, whatever, the arrow really kicks in and the tires got tons of grip. So Sebring was like that. You know, you have some low speed stuff and I'm complaining, hey, guys, you know, I got nothing, you know, and grip. And then I go through this high speed stuff and it's like, ah, it's still flat out here. So the wings definitely work on this thing. It's uh, as you know, you drive it a, a, you know, a few years ago. These cars are just absolutely amazing yeah they're they're comfortable in in a weird way i mean compared to vintage stuff you know they have they just feel in a weird way you know the the car's a beast but it feels sort of tame and logical inside the car versus Mm -hmm. some of the vintage stuff which feels sort of tin canny kind of slapped together (laughs) you know not sure what's happening feeling every pebble in the road you know ken what are you what are you doing as far as shifting the car it's sequential transmission are you bumping a stick or are you using paddles it's a sequential gearbox uh with a shift lever okay uh, no paddles they, they want to try to keep the class uh you know there's no abs there's no traction control and you're always going to have a shift lever uh, they they're, they're definitely going to keep that but now they've gone to a sequential and it's just awesome um you know, you, you're flat on the floor and you just pull gears when the shift lights hit and you pull, pull up, you know, you shift up that way. Downshift, it'll blip the throttle for you and it'll go right into gear. So, wow. I yeah. love that. Is there, Dude, is there a clutch about. pedal? Do you use the clutch pedal to get out to get going initially? And then once you're going, you're, you, exactly. that's it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I use a clutch to, to leave and get going and then I slide it over and I left the brake. Um, the whole time that I'm out there. So that's the norm. Uh, Cause your gas break immediately, you know, it's, it, you want to, you're moving so fast. You want to be able to get the break exactly where you, where you want it instead of having a try and heel and toe or try to get yeah. it off the throttle and on the brake. But Boris said is he's a right foot breaker. So, you know, Hey, he's a, he's brilliant in these cars. So it works both ways. Um, so the actual vehicle, um, was, did it start life off as a Corvette and then get rebodied or how old is the, the chassis? Yeah, this is a 2016 chassis. It was a, a Corvette bodied car. We bought the, the roller, uh, this last, uh, last year and I'm a Camaro guy. I collect Camaros and, and so it's like, Hey, it's gotta be a Camaro. So, you know, we sold all the Corvette stuff and rebodied the car and uh put an ro7 engine in it from richard childress it's got a cup motor in it without a restrictor so it's it's a carbureted engine close to 900 horsepower uh gobs of torque um and uh so now it's a camaro um paul menard drove the car at the car that 
you're driving at Charlotte won the race. Oh, boy. Not <laughs> since doing Dancing with the Stars, where they tell you, your partner, Julianne Huff, she won last yeah, year. she won. It's like, all right, so she won't be the problem if we come in ninth That's this exactly, year. That's exactly what happened. Can't blame the equipment. Can't blame the equipment. Well, and I drove the car two weeks ago at Road Atlanta, the same car. So it's, it's a great car. It handles great. It does everything right. Um, you'll have a lot of fun. I want you to have a lot of fun in it. Yeah, I will. So well, we know the car is not going to be a yeah. problem. The car <laughs> is Julianne Huff in this yeah. equation. This, how, how many laps are you guys going to do? Uh, well, the uh, I believe it's like 49 laps, 100-mile race uh, is the race distance. And just um, curious, because you talk about as the tires start to give way, the last – handful of laps are arguably slower than the first handful of laps. Are you doing anything in the car to compensate? Are you adjusting sway bars or anything in there? And to let's just say for someone who hasn't done it before, is there like a rule of thumb? Can we get in the car and go, hey, uh, around lap 20, do one click. And around lap 35, do second click. Yeah, as the fuel load gets lighter and the tires change. Exactly. I mean, we've got an adjustable rear sway bar in it, uh, you know, levers right near the gear shift lever. So we start off with the full stiff rear bar. So uh, to compensate for the all the weight in the rear, normally a full stiff bar would make it oversteer. But as the, the fuel burns off, it'll start to get a little loose. Um, and Gary, who ran, who ran with you last time, will be on the radio with you. And he'll say, okay, hey, we're at lap 15. You know, if the car's getting a little loose on you, let's go to mid bar and we'll go to the middle setting. And we'll run about 10, 12, 15 laps. And for the end of the race, you'll pull it to full soft and that'll get you to the finish. And it's, you know, it does a great job. You know, when you first adjust it, you go, oh man, the thing's pushing. It's not as good. But then it comes to you as the tires wear off, it all comes to you and you go, hey, this is pretty good. And then you go, oh crap. Things loose again. Boom! Pull some more bar on it. And it'll get you to the finish. Yeah. Is, uh, what was Gary driving when I drove with him last? Gary night? was the mechanic. For, yeah, he was the. Uh, oh, he was. The he guy was you with with. Yeah, oh, he was. He was uh, sorry, I thought yeah. he was out on the the racetrack. Yeah, last time it's always funny. They 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 put a nipple on the. I guess they attached a like a little hose nipple onto the sway bar adjusting yeah. unit. And then there was a clear hose going to it. And I was looking at it and I was like, they have a hydraulic sway bar. And I was like, I guess they do. Like should have some fluid in it though. Later on, the guy was like, no, that's just, that's just where they keep the drinking hose. You you just, you can pop off the drinking hose there. I, it seemed very attached to me, but you guys have a water hose in there. Yep. There's a drink bottle and a tube. Um, and it's got, uh, we've got a helmet blower, air conditioned helmet blower. Uh, if you've got a, if you've got an attachment for your helmet, you may want to go buy a new Stilo, man. Come on. Yeah. What helmet should I get? If I'm just going to get a new helmet that'll accommodate all this stuff. I run the Stilo, the carbon fiber helmet that they have. It's got, you know, the blower attachment. It's got the right radio connector. I, you know, I, I it's think, the way to go. I think I should just go 
I should just go get that uh, helmet, and then you know I'll have uh, the guy who painted Evil Knievel's gas tanks on, <laughs> on his Harley. Just go ahead and breathe on it a little bit before we show up. Yeah, hey Ken, uh, I'm first off. Thank you. I'm tickled pink. I, I'm bringing my son. You know the gang. Awesome. The gang's all showing up. Uh, we love uh, love we love the actual event. It's exciting. Uh, I'm I'm honored to be a part of it, but it's also good to know that you're a good hang, too, because you know at a certain point we're going to crack a beer after this race, and we don't want any squares, you know, <laughs> right. giving us the stink yeah. eye. So <laughs> no, no, what? Yeah, we're a pretty mellow group. Um, we love racing. All the guys are all the guys talk a little funny because they're from Charlotte, but you know they're good eggs. Uh, Showtime Motorsports is the team. Um, you guys come out and see us. It'll be Laguna Seca. I guess uh, the twenty weekend of the twentieth, twenty first is is the uh, race so on the twenty Wednesday is the twentieth, twenty one. The race is on the twenty two through twenty four. Yeah, something like that. Well, uh, the, yeah, this coming this weekend, you'll uh, you can figure yeah, it out. Use yeah. your computer, but uh, <laughs> come out and uh, as we always say, uh, say hi. You know, we're hanging out. Uh, the Trans Am website, I believe, is gotransam.com, so you can go and probably get your ticket information there. And uh, and Ken's company, Franklin Road, franklinroad.com, is a sponsor of this team with Showtime Motorsports, uh, so check them out as well. Ken Twaits, thanks for joining us. I look forward to seeing you and shaking your hand at the, at the track. Okay, man. We'll be ready for you. Let's go. Thanks, man. All right, let's see. You got some business there? Yeah, let me tell you guys about Geico. Would you love to save money on insurance? Of course. Who wouldn't love a deal? When it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, Geico can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, or renters coverage. And you can save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use Geico mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance with the switch to Geico becomes a no-brainer. Switch today, and you'll see how much you could save. Simply go to geico.com, get a quote, and uh, contact your local agent. It's geico.com. All right. I'm not going to left foot break. You're not going to left foot break? <laughs> oh, well, maybe I'll try it. It's going to be like lap on. 40. You're going to see that little drink host thinking it's hydraulic. You're going to go... Uh, the car's all over the place, and I'm parched. And they're like, well, we've got a solution to both of these things. <laughs> all right. Uh, you can go to uh, adamcroll.com, find out about all the live shows coming up uh, May 6th and 7th, Helium Comedy Club, Indianapolis, and Huntington Beach, Sea Lakes, May 20th. So just go to adamcroll.com for all the live shows. Uh, Moderator, what do you got? I'll be I'll post some pictures up on my Instagram on, uh, on at Moderator. You'll see the cars we've been driving. So, until next time, Adam Crawford, Ken Twaits, and Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com. Stream the biggest movies and TV shows for free on Pluto TV. 
Watch movies like Titanic and G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra, plus TV shows like CSI and Star Trek The Next Generation. Starting this month, check out the 24-7 Stargate channel exclusively on Pluto TV, plus hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows absolutely free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start watching today.